Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Inside the birds is back. What's going on, everyone? Jeff Mosher, Adam Kaplan. Hope everyone has had uh, enjoying the weather. It's been nice. I got out a little bit. Adam, you look like you haven't gotten out a bit. That's okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I haven't friend. shaved. You haven't yeah, shaved. I, yeah, you look like you're, you're a little, little, uh, you know, you know, haggard lately. What's going on? You yeah, right? it's my, it's my tennis uh, slash um, indoors when I'm home uh-huh. type of situation. Yeah, I, I didn't, uh, I did play tennis a little bit, but so you were this past week. So you were able to get out a little bit. Got out a little bit, went to upstate New York with the family. Um, oh, nice. Well, when I say family, my wife and two kids and um, found a little ranch up there. And uh, that was, you know, one third capacity and had our own little room and everything, everything was outdoors. Yeah, we did some some horse riding, horseback riding and everything was pretty cool. Pretty cool. Enjoyed it. Horse- it was just nice to get out a little bit. Did the kid did the kids and the wife do the horseback or did you do it? Yeah, we well? all did it. All did it. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, okay. it was pretty cool. Yeah, very nice. I gotta say, um, it hurts. It's not fun. <laughs> no, Had it's fun, it but it's it's Had no. You done I, I don't. Not to this extent where you're you're in th- this place takes uh takes everybody out. They'll literally take a hundred people out at one time, and they'll have four or five trainers kind of presiding over ten people. My daughter, who's seven, got on her own horse, and I'm not talking about a pony. Like I'm talking mm-hmm. about like a horse, a real oh horse, right? With help, obviously. Yeah, they help her on, but they basically yeah. tell you. If you want the horse to stop, you pull up on the reins. If you want oh the horse to go right, gracious. up in the right, you, I, then you pull up to the left. I'd left be so scared. scared. <laughs> oh, I, I was scared because I was watching my daughter, like, you know, 10 feet ahead of me. And I'm like, what happens if this horse goes crazy? She's right. seven years old, you know? <laughs> I, I'm so. a baby. I, I would be like, because I, I don't do the, uh, when we go to Disney or any amusement park, my wife's big on all the rides. And I'm uh-huh. like, anything that's got roller coasters just oh man i just do not like them what can i tell you yeah i do it for my daughter but um i get i'm getting old man i get off these roller coasters and i'm like my head's in the clouds i don't feel good too good after it but (laughs) gotta be strong for the daughter sometimes to get on them right all right so we got a lot of talk about we're gonna get more into the eric wilson and jordan howard signings and what that means for this team uh the eagles going forward we didn't really do that last podcast we will this one we've got some information on it Uh, and then we're also going to continue our nfl draft preview by position with quarterbacks. That's something we got into, I believe, last week with Greg Cosell on Inside the Draft with Greg Cosell that I encourage everybody to check out on our Inside the Birds platforms. But you and I want to talk about it a little bit more. I think you and I... It'll be different than what we talk about with Greg. Right, and you and I more so probably understand and um, 
and believe that the Eagles will really be looking at that position on day three. And some people don't, don't understand why. So we'll try to kind of in, continue that conversation to give a little bit more clarity on why the Eagles would be looking at a quarterback day three. It's not because it, what, what people think might think, you know, like we're not into Jalen Hurts. It has nothing to do with, with Jalen Hurts, really. It's just all about philosophy, right? And we'll get into that a little bit. Um, so let's, let's start with the recent news, Adam, with the Eagles. And it's funny, like we, we kind of called this to a T when the start of free agency. We said, look, the Eagles are going to sign free agents. You know, don't worry about the cap situation. They'll figure out a way to at least be underneath the cap to sign free agents, but they're going to be bargain hunters. I think that's the term you and I both use, bargain hunters. And every single free agent that they've signed has been kind of a one-year bargain type of deal. Uh, the latest being Jordan Howard and, of course, Eric Wilson uh, filling holes, right? Because that's what you got to do. We talked about at the start of free agency, what are the biggest Eagles hole- holes? We said backup quarterback. We said big kind of thumper running back. We said li- veteran linebacker, bam, Eric Wilson. We said safety, bam, Anthony Harris. Still one left, though. Three Still corners. Cornerback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that going to happen? Or well done. Okay. Remember, just, just, just something we're going to be talking about a lot which I haven't really mentioned in a while, but for agency is about immediate needs. The draft is always and will never change. It's about the future. It is not about this season, folks. It is not. Period. End of story. You don't draft players for the season, then trade them. That doesn't work that way. You you always draft for the future. And teams that do that the right way will win. Teams that don't understand that or trying to draft for need will lose. Correct. They'll get fired. That's right. the way it is. Do you think corner will end up being – like last year's wide receiver where now Howie did make a move. It wasn't what everybody wanted, but the move to get Marquise Goodwin was a move to bring in a veteran with speed. Turned out he opted out. Okay. So you don't have that. And then they were kind of left. They indeed on speed, man. Right. I guess what I'm asking is, do you think though, that I still think they're going to have to sign a corner. They can't just rely on the draft here. Don't you think they or, or uh, trade for look, one? They, they, as we first reported a couple weeks ago, they try to sign or have been trying to sign TJ Carey. They're just not there with the money. It's typical right. stuff. Right. Um, nothing. Nothing earth shattering. Um, he's a he's a he's a sub package player. If they sign him, that's the way he'll be used. Right. Uh, when you look at who's out there, there's some corners out there that would fit the system. Uh, it's a Mike Zimmer system. We'll get into that as we have since uh, this new staff came in. We told you kind of what system we had here and we, we'd been hearing that they're going to run nothing's really changed there it's just a matter of can you get players to fit that system in a free agency which they've done as you mentioned mm-hmm. and then in the draft there this is interesting see this is they had to do it for jim schwartz and his coaches for the, his system mm-hmm. and now you've got jonathan gannon who's going to run his version of mike zimmer system so they've got to get certain type of players it doesn't mean necessarily size but particular style of play that will fit very well in that that's not easy for their, their scouting staff their their college staff because this is it's a new set of criteria you know these guys were typically what works around the league is when you have a new staff you got to make you got to take notes because you, you got to know what they want when you're in their personnel meetings so this is right. uh certainly a challenge for this new staff yeah and certainly they've done this, that right with the signings of anthony harris and the signing now of eric wilson right that's a safety who understands the scheme he played in it He'll help implement it here. And same thing with, with Eric Wilson, who we'll get into in a minute. I just wonder, you know, you look at – they've actually signed, what, seven free agents when all said and done, right? They signed the safety. They signed the linebacker. Signed the running back. They did sign a cornerback. People forget. His name was Shaquille Taylor. He played for the uh, 
Colts a while ago. I don't know if he's seriously in the mix to be an outside corner or just a guy that Gannon liked, but they did sign him, right? And so that's four. Oh, Flacco being five. Yep. And then, of course, they re-signed Hassan Ridgeway. I mean, if you count that, that as counts, free, absolutely that counts. Absolutely counts. So that's six guys. So for oh, people yeah. who thought they're not sure. going to – no, they, they actually wound up signing at least six, and and maybe there's there's more on the way there. Um, but I do wonder how he's very good at oh, – Andrew um, Adams. Oh, it? that's right, the other safety yeah. too. So, yeah, yeah, so there it is. Uh, I do wonder if corner is still on the way. It's just, you know, maybe through a trade – like they added Goodwin last year on the through the trade, if I'm not mistaken, right in the draft. So maybe they get. I'm trying to. I was looking around to see if there are any corners, Adam, who are in year three of a rookie deal, and it doesn't look like they might get an extension mm. uh, with their team, kind of mm. like the way Darby was with the with the Bills when they traded for him. That's a good point. Um, yeah, that's how Jordan. That was Matthews, an August trade, right? If I'm yeah, that's mistaken. how Jordan Matthews was with the Eagles. He was three years into a four year deal. He wasn't going to get into max extension. Um, for his for what he is and so he became trade fodder to get Ronald Darby so I, I guess we'll, we can poke around that in a future episode but I, I, I just have a hard time believing they're going to go into 2021 season without signing with only dr- drafting corners here from here on out to, to fortify that position I mean I could see if they don't get carry I could see them signing a veteran corner who would fit this scheme Right, but they definitely need to draft two outside corners. That that they need, as you you and I have been talking about in recent shows. Darius Slay is now thirty. Uh, they're kind of locked into twenty two based on contract structure, but after that, they can get out of it. Mm-hmm. We'll see how he plays. Avanti Maddox must play slot corner. They don't have anyone right now to line up opposite Slay. Not only this year, again, the draft is about the future. It's not about this season. Right. So, Craig James is there. Uh, one of four defensive players who have experience in the Zimmer scheme. So now I, I just don't know where they go here at corner. I don't either. Uh, like that's why I think Howie might get a little fancy on the trade market if he can uh, to bring in a quarter, uh, a corner. We'll see. By training that. camp, yeah. By training. By training. Yes, I should. Yeah. I should emphasize that. Yeah. I mean that. Don't have to be camp. now, but yeah, by training camp for sure. Exactly. Or maybe something happens during the draft. We'll sure. see. Uh, we'll see sure. there. Um, there's also one position, Adam. <laughs> you're going to laugh, but it's true that they need to address because as much as we say, you can't play a game today without signing a corner or something. There's one more position that I don't know how they would play a game today. If they don't wind up signing someone or drafting someone, do you know what position I'm thinking of? Let me see. Um, Think outside the box. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. I would say. I would say, um, he's a guy that if you sign him, he's guaranteed to make the 53. Oh, a punter. There you go. Yeah. Good setup. In your head. Yeah. But no, they, they don't have a punter right now. Um, yeah, they don't. And <laughs> I mean, Thomas Morstead's out there. There's some, there's some, I he retired no. though. Was he, was he cut or did he? Retire? No, no. Morstead was cut. Uh-uh. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, he didn't right Cause he was a high paid. Yeah, in fact, that was a shocker. Like, in free agency, as we said, there were not a lot of surprises. Most were almost all guys that teams didn't want. It would, despite all the rumors out there, the teams would just there'd be a bloodletting. It didn't happen. Right. Um, but the Saints were the one team. Two or th- I'd say two or three in total mm-hmm. were cutting guys they probably didn't want to cut. The Saints dropping Morstead. I, I mean, you, you can argue he's not the same guy, but he's not bad. I was stunned that. Uh, I mean, I, I they. They cut some players to Saints that they didn't probably didn't want to cut. Mm-hmm. When you look at punters that are out there, Chris Jones, formerly of the Cowboys, lefty punter, has got had some injuries. 
Yep. Ojorquez, the uh, punter who was uh, restricted free agent, was not tendered. He was with the Bills. Sure. So the, those guys are out there. Morstead's the proven veteran. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But the Eagles are not spending any money on a punter, man. They're, no. They're just not doing that. Maybe uh, our man down home, Donnie Jones, wants to come back out of, uh, out of retirement. <laughs> Another time to come out of uh, retirement. There, there you is. go. There you go. All right, let's get in a little bit to the uh, the recent acquisitions. We'll start off with Jordan Howard. First, I want to remind everyone to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code ITB, and you'll turn a dollar into $100 in free bets if the basketball team of your choice hits a three. That's all you got to do. Use promo code ITB, and you turn $1 into $100 in free bets if a basketball team of your choice hits a three using the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app. All right, let's talk first about um, Jordan Howard, who is back for the third time here. <laughs> Do you count this? I mean, he was, I guess they, they signed him. Yeah, he was Later. practice squad, yeah. but then he was released after it, right? Like, you, you, yeah. you're agent. So he's- well, uh, or his, I don't remember now, but it's either it's either his contract expired as a practice squad player, right. which means he's not released, just it, it just expires. That's true. That's true. Um, they signed him to the off. He signed to the offseason roster. Listen, he, right. All right, so let's talk about Jordan Howard. Number one, he's absolutely not guaranteed to make the team. He's his role will be the same as it always has been. Right, it's not a big deal. It's a one-year veteran minimum deal. I don't know the exact money, but uh, this is a guy that they know. They needed a power back. This is something that we thought they were going to do. Sign it back with size. Uh, as I understand it, at the start of free agency, he was on their list to consider bringing back. They never dismissed the the idea of bringing him back. It's just a matter of. You don't want to jump into the pool the first week of free agency, especially for a backup player. Right. You're going to, if, if they're signing week one, more than likely you're going to be may, paying them more than you probably would like to. So he's back. Uh, as we've been telling you now for nine months, Boston Scott absolutely positively is not a number two NFL back. We learned that. Um, he's a smaller back. He's used as a change up. If he's used the right way, he can be very effective. Yes. If you think he's going to be your bet number two back and get eight to 10 carries, you're sadly mistaken. It's just not going to work. It won't happen. No way, no how. Lodge Holofield, they clearly don't believe in the guy. I, that, that every opportunity. Question, right? Why was he on the team the entire yeah. year? And then they still bring in Jordan Howard at the end of the year onto the practice squad. And then they never they never played him. And if I'm not mistaken, he's still on the did they did they sign him to another future? He's back. Or? Yeah, he's back. Yeah. Him and Killings are back. Yeah. At this point, he's got to be back just to be a camp body because you had all the the reason in the world to try to get him on the field at times last year. And you didn't. And then you went and got Jordan Howard, who by the way, was averaging like one and a half yards yeah, per good. carry. Right. <laughs> when you got him. I mean, that doesn't speak pretty, pretty well for, for Elijah Holyfield. Yeah. So let's go back to Jordan Howard. So okay. what happened with Jordan Howard, I'm told in Miami is that Chan go Chan Gailey, who would want up resigning after the season was over. It's really bizarre. Um, he benched him and it was, it, it wasn't like he benched him in November. <laughs> he benched him like at weeks one or week two. He he relegated him to only short yardage. That's why his yards per carry was so so low. Right. He did not fit a spread. Like he Chan Gelly runs a pure spread. Yep. It it didn't work. This is a this is a clear disconnect between their the Dolphins front office and the coaches, particularly Chan Gelly. I mean, to bench a guy on a three year uh, fifteen million dollar contract, you know, over five million the first year, really? Yeah. I mean, between him and Van Noy, they really gave out money for nothing. Yeah, Van Noy, (laughs) 15.5 on year one. Are you out of your mind? Who was the guy who was – you knew things were bad for Jordan Howard, right? When – I can't remember the guy's name from Miami. He was was their lead ball carrier by October, and 
Miles Gaskin. Miles Gaskin. Yeah, but there was somebody else. Gaskin got hurt. Oh, Salvat Ahmed. Yes, Ahmed. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> it was a salvid? Something? Sa- uh, Salvon, S-A-L-V-O, uh, without looking at it, S-A-L-V-O-N. Yeah. like I John Hansen loves know. the way I say that. Right. You Ahmed. and I usually know these guys, right? You and I usually know who the second and third string running yeah. backs are. For, well, for fantasy, I have to, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. But when this guy was starting to get 15 carries, I'm like, who in the who world is this guy? Is right. This? I never heard of him. I'll admit it. Yeah. I admit it. <laughs> totally admit it. I, I, you know, I played ignorance. I didn't know who he was. But, I mean, I, it's funny. I give Chan Gailey credit for this. Man, he got a ton out of Miles Gaskin. Sure. Uh, and they still need a running back, by the way. And uh, he, he did well with Ahmed. So, yeah. All right. So, anyway, Jordan Howard comes back. I agree with you. The, the thing I love about these one-year veteran signings is that it should not, and I imagine it will not, preclude the Eagles from drafting a guy that they think can do the exact same thing. And if he's younger. Or anything. Better, no, just anything. Or anywhere. Yeah, but sure, yeah. sure. Any kind of running back. Yeah. And if he doesn't make the team. He doesn't make the team, yep. which is it's amazing how far we've come since what was it two years ago when they traded for him and um, nineteen man you had to you had to talk some people off the ledge when the Eagles got him for a six round pick because at the time he was like third on the league's rushing list over the last three years with like Ezekiel Elliott and Saquon Barkley and and then it was him and you know a lot of people were like oh my god the Eagles just got one of the best running backs in the league and I remember you and I'm like calm down he's actually not what the numbers say he can he's limited in how he's used and and will be used in the Doug Peterson offense and I think now people are finally seeing that he is not a Saquon Barkley Ezekiel Elliott type of running back <laughs> no <laughs> absolutely but I'll tell you what he, he did a great job in that role a couple years ago he did. it was that Green Bay game um he was very important in that game oh yeah the um, game that Jeffrey Lurie apparently didn't like because they won by running the ball because they ran it too much <laughs> <laughs> um what gotta love covering the that? eagles by the way what's I'm that sorry? You, have to, you just have to love covering the eagles and all the all the yeah. all the interesting side subplots that they offer you know who's sto- was that a jeff mcclain story i don't even remember um i'm give it credit to her. I I, I, it might have been jeff mcclain yeah yeah and i'm not laughing. laugh i'm not saying i doubt it i just think that that's i, I don't doubt it at all the way because look we we had said a couple years ago we knew for a fact that Jeffrey, after every game, would meet with Doug Peterson to go over the, the, the play sheet. He'd have a he, uh, Eagle Source told me he would have like a maybe like a one or two pieces of paper, and he would they go over some of the calls and questions. It's based on analytics, right? Um, but look, Jordan Howard fits a role as a as a back with size. It, as Jeff said, it doesn't preclude them from drafting any type of running back in any round. Now, when I say any round, I won't be in the first, right? But 
second round? I don't. I doubt it. Yeah, I would doubt it too. I doubted it last year, and I know you know we we talked about uh, sort of who they liked. Uh, we we said in our first post draft show it was going to be Chin had they not drafted Hertz. Right. We also heard that Dobbins, Dobbins. was yeah, very high liked him. him. Yeah. And Dobbins had a really nice rookie year, by the way. He did. He's good. He's explosive. Perfect he, um, for that offense. He should be their lead back with the Gus Bus backing him up, Gus Edwards in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. But the thing I've learned, and I'm, I'm a little bit more open to this, is just someone who is a sort of an observer of how teams use rotations. Although I, I think sometimes that the Packers could get too conservative with, with Aaron Jones. The, the rotation they had with he and Jamal Williams really worked last season. Mm-hmm. And Dylan, who now will back up Jones, and they're going to have a one-two punch. Jamal Williams was not expected to be re-signed, and he didn't. He went right. to Detroit. It worked. I, I got to say, I, I give uh, Matt LaFleur credit. It, it, can, it can work in a two-man backfield. And quite frankly, because Sanders did not build on his, his first year. I know his average per carry was way up there, but – you can't build your your running back career with four big runs. It's it's what you do game to game. Sanders just got to be better. The, we talk about the drop passes, yeah, uh, ball security. We know explosive is he is talented, but he's got to be more consistent from game to game, and that will really help. And look, we we also know the coaching was not very good last season. No, uh, coaching wasn't very good. They were down in a lot of games, and also in fairness to Miles, and I don't want to be, I don't want to sound like a Miles Homer because everything you said was correct about him needing to improve. But I mean. There were a couple of plays there where he was wide open. <laughs> that one against the Bengals um, that Carson oh, said. Oh. But, I mean, four or five plays where you're wide open and the ball isn't put in your hands can make uh, a difference in what your season looks like. That's, you know, 80 to 150 to 200 yards difference, depending sure. on what happens after you get the ball in your the, hands. The, and- yes. The, and the other thing, but the one other thing is, I know these are, I know drops are subjective. I, I get it. But even when the ball's at your ankles, catch the football. Secure it first, then run. He, he had too many of those where the ball was low. I get it. You know, you mentioned Wentz was off. But you got to catch those. That's, that's your job. And he's, he'll be better. I mean, I, we know how, how hard he works and how much he cares. But you know what? That's great. But you got to get the job done when the game is started. Definitely. All right, Adam. Last week on our pod, I, I told you twice about two of my great feats uh, in athletics, one was winning a, a high school intramural basketball championship, draining two free throws at uh, no time left on the clock. It's awesome. Then, of course, my first fantasy football championship. I, I want to hear about your best triumph from the young Kaplan days and nothing to do with being chased around by uh, with a, by Abdul the Butcher. That didn't sound like a triumph. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, wait to hear the second one. That would be after the draft. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, my. What? I'm trying to think. What was my best? My, oh, you know what? Okay. Mine would be. Okay. It's a, this is now this is a crazy story. I was okay. at Penn Charter. I, actually, you made me think about this. I was at Penn Charter, mm-hmm. uh, early '80s. I was in ninth grade. Ninety-nine point nine percent of the people do not know that Mark Ubaza. You know, Mark Ubaza was a of course the Kansas City Royals pitcher. Yep, yeah. yep. He went to school with me. His father, I don't, Mark, and I have never met. We've only talked over Twitter. Uh-huh. Mark's father, Tony, was uh, he was an assistant coach for a ninth grade basketball team, and I was a sixth man. Uh huh. I had one of the most luckiest. They didn't have three pointers back then. I must have hit like six or seven bombs in a row in his face. In Mark Gubaza's face? No, 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 no. But oh. Mister Mister uh, <laughs> Gubaza. Oh, okay. Um, was I think it was I think his name was Tony. Was so such a positive guy. He said, "Keep shooting, keep shooting," and I did. And I, I must have hit five or six deep, deep shots, like really nice. deep. You were in the zone. 
Yeah, and I and uh, I Mark again. Mark doesn't even know this. I, I, he and I talked a little bit through a uh, private message, but he doesn't know that his his dad coached me. Yeah, Mister Rogers was our uh, Jack Rogers, as they called him. And for How those about of you, that? five of you who uh, know even know Penn Shorter, but that's where Matt Ryan went. Mike McGlinchey, uh-huh. uh huh, Gubazad did. Oh, oh, the Goldbergs. The guy I know. You know, I've never watched that show. I've only seen bits and pieces. Yeah, the that guy, the creator of the Goldbergs, went sure. there. So yeah. Sure. So, All right. Well, that's six through that's, nine. That's one of your great athletic triumphs. Hitting a bunch. Just remember the own hitting a bunch of threes. That's, that's it. Just the confidence, though. Just I remember again. This is thirty-five years ago, or whatever. I just remember feeling like on top of the mountain because I wasn't such a very good athlete. But just as you were talking about your intermediate, like the pressure that you were under to hit those free throws. Hey, it's intense. How did man? How I like? Did you think about it? Oh man, I think my stomach was in knots that 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 moment. I every time I the two times that I you know threw the ball at the rim for the free throw, I had yeah. no idea where it was going. It wasn't like one of those things where I oh thought my the, God. the net was an ocean. That. I just, uh, but the one thing I didn't do was waste time. I just took the ball like I, I kind of have right. routine, you know bounce yeah, twice, don't think bend about the it, knee, right. th- uh, shoot. That's what I did. When you play, when you hit, when you play golf, yeah. That's been a while, but go ahead. Right, but but do you have the same issue I do? I, too, I the reason why I suck at golf uh-huh. is I overthink, particularly on the drive. You know, I get up there. Some people at ball dress, they just go and whack it. Yeah, I gotta wait thirty seconds, and I annoy people so badly they get on me. Like, what is you like Sergio? You- Are you like Sergio? You got all those weird. Oh, like the, the gyrations. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand golf. No, I'm a little bit. Um, that's not my, my issue. Like, you know, when I drive, I'm a little bit of a grip yeah. it and rip it guy. And, and um, I can play yeah. my hook and slice a little bit. I'm, Good for you. My, my, no, my second and third shot always sucks. I mean, if I, I have a rule Downhill when I play there. golf, if I hit two good shots in a row, it almost gets my, I, the third one, it's just not going to happen. I haven't hit three good shots in a row in maybe seven years. So and maybe even longer. <laughs> so, uh, I, yeah, I'm just the only thing I'm good at golf and I'm a really good putter. Like it's almost hard to believe. Uh, it's probably because of the miniature golf. Mm-hmm. I'm good at reading the green. <laughs> um, I, I've had the same punter, the, the putter, Billy Baru. No, the, uh, it's, it's probably a ping. <laughs> It's but uh, I, other than that, golf is just too. It's just too difficult. Yeah, it is. It is very difficult. But uh, I do enjoy playing. I just haven't in a while. But listen, what I enjoy playing more, doing more than playing it, is winning. Just like you hitting those three pointers, right? And uh, while we might have retired off the field a long time ago, we're still winning now because we both use Deal Dash, the online shopping platform that's actually fun. Deal Dash is the longest running penny auction website and app around. Too good to be true. You bet it is. I've seen a car sold for 900 bucks, a brand new TV for less than two bucks. All right. So don't be a loser. Stop paying full retail price for the things you want and get on Deal Dash. Go to dealdash.com or download the app. That's what I did. That's what Adam did. It's much easier to use. Just go to the app. And by the way, when you register, enter the promo code ITB for a special offer for some bonus free bids. All right. When you when you register, you got the promo code ITB. You get a special offer that gives you some uh, some bonus free bids, and you can thank us uh, when you start bringing home those really expensive things for for a few bucks. Tablets get ta- the tablets there. You can get a brand new tablet, or you can get a used one that's fine. Yep, five ten bucks. It's now, amazing. obviously, when people see this stuff, you know you're you're in an auction, so right. you can't. But they do go for that. I, I you know I study that stuff. When, when I when I downloaded the app, I wanted to see what 
um, kind of stuff is on there. There's some sporting goods. There's all sorts of stuff there. And the app is easy. I mean, app is easy to use. No really. doubt about it. So go ahead and download it and use that promo code ITB. All right, let's get into Eric Wilson. Uh, he is a linebacker from the Vikings. This is sort of Anthony Harris-ish in more than one way, Adam, right? Anthony Harris was, for a while, the backup to two really good stars or very good safeties with Harrison, Harrison Smith and Andrew Sandejo. I mean, they went to the, the championship game uh, and lost to the Eagles with that, that pairing. Same way, Wilson here has been behind on the depth chart, Anthony Barr and Eric Kendricks, two of the league's best linebackers. But um, who was it that got hurt last year? Was it Kendricks? Kendricks hurt? did, yeah, he had a calf injury, yeah. Right, and so yeah. that gave Eric Wilson a chance to kind of get in there and show what he can do. So, again, a guy who took advantage of the opportunities, knows the scheme, uh, can come in here. He is going to be – I know there's some confusion about this, and we'll, we'll, we'll clarify this. It's my understanding he's going to be middle linebacker. Yeah, but he, here's the thing. The Eagles are going to be – 65 70% nickel correct so who plays in base doesn't matter it, it's right and, and quite frankly if tj edwards is on the team to protect to, to protect wilson it's 232 35 to 6-1 mm-hmm. fine put put edwards in but teams do not look at who's in base as a starter they look at who plays the mo- most snaps correct That's how you evaluate in the national football league well barring a shock wilson will be a starting nickel linebacker because he will be a nickel team so yes whoever is on the field 70% of the plays, they're starting. That's right. just the way you look at it. You also remember that Gannon, we we have been told, is going to implement the Zimmer scheme, which is based a lot of cover two, a lot of Tampa two, a lot of inverted Tampa two. Uh, there's a lot of cover three also, which has a cover two look, but becomes cover three when your linebacker, your middle linebacker in that style of defense takes uh, the deep middle and then the safeties branch out. So that's the Eric Wilson type of role that I imagine that even though some people still think of the eighties middle linebacker, big hulking guy, stop the run. But in, in that Tampa two, the legendary Tampa two that the bucks played, it was uh, Derek Brooks on the strong side, who was the tackler. That's probably going to be your Alex Singleton role. He's actually, he was actually the weak side linebacker. I'm sorry, the weak side. Yeah. yeah. He was the out, but I meant outside linebacker is was what I really meant. And by the way, in Zimmer's defense, it was explained to me, the strong side and weak side are actually the exact opposite. Like mm-hmm. you would, it, it's not quite what you would think. Um, they've had they've had a lot of success uh, with their linebackers. Obviously, we talked about Kendricks, who's re- really good. He's a star that not a lot of people know about, unless you follow the league a lot of you follow the Vikings. Obviously, Michael's younger brother, terrific player. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, then the question is okay. So we know that Wilson will line up as one of their nickel linebackers. That's really going to be their defense is they're going to be a nickel team. Mm-hmm. Who's the other linebacker role well, right now? It's Alex Singleton, but you have a new staff. And this is the thing we don't know because we're only in April. Right. We don't know how the new staff feels about certain players. We know that they want for their scheme, but we don't know once they get to, we think we're, they're going to have OTAs in May or June. We just don't know yet when it's going to be. Then of course, do these, the veterans show up? We don't know that. Once they get to training camp, when it really matters, mm-hmm. and well, they'll have they'll have had the draft, and we assume they're going to draft one or two linebackers. What's that mix going to look like? We just right. so we have to look at that, and then who will be their dime linebacker, which means one linebacker. Um, I would guess Wilson, but we we don't know yet because they're not done with that position. Yeah, no, I, I think it's going to be very. It's hard. I think we said this last pot. It's hard to sit here and give you the linebacker depth chart before the draft because it's it's a position I expect them to. Oh, yeah. To really look at, and we got a comment in on the YouTube channel uh, recently 
that said, but they drafted two linebackers last year. Why do they have to invest more? And the reality is, I this is not just with linebacker. I think everybody should understand that uh, when you draft a guy in the sixth round, like Sean Bradley, you know, your expectation is you hope he makes the team. If he does make the team, he's probably a special teamer, which is what Sean Bradley starts out. But you always envision that person as a backup. Like, and, and, and you hope the best case scenario is he becomes a starter. Like Jason Kelsey, sixth round, great best case scenario, pro bowler, all pro. But, you know, 90% of your sixth round picks either don't make the team or are only special teamers. So you can't, the Eagles cannot say, oh, we drafted Sean Bradley last year in the sixth round, along with Davian Taylor in the third round. So we don't really need more linebackers. No, oh, they, no, they, know. they need starting line, but they need good line. They need, they look, I, I get it. They're still, we're still at the undervalued um, belief still internally that they're not going to invest in linebackers. Right. Just, it's not going to happen. They're not spending eight to 10 million per year. Eric Wilson's deal is low. Um, there's upside to it to get up to three and a half million or four million, whatever it is. But mm-hmm. it, it's he's here because he knows the scheme. And the Eagles smartly did not try to sign him week the first week or second week of free agency. They let time go by. You know, you you start off for a guy like him at five or six million a year. Uh, you get five weeks in. Now you're much lower. And that right. that that worked out for them. And um, it, I thought he to be honest, with you, I thought he was going to sign two or three weeks ago, and I kind of. I stopped asking because I, yeah. I was like, man, how is he still out here? I thought he'd be, thought he'd be a priority to bring in and you go smartly play the market and they let the numbers go down, money go down. Right. And as we always say, the market kind of dictates how the league views you. I mean, he's, he's, uh, you know, on the Eagles, he's a starting linebacker for another team. He's might be just a, a he might be scheme specific, right. I and mean, he might be yeah. scheme specific, just in a nickel linebacker. Of course, the whole league runs nickel and, and, and you know, some league, teams run 50%. Majority of the league is six, 65 or 70%. Right. Some are a heavy dime. It just it's, depends on your scheme. But Wilson's going to have a major role now. And we, we just talked about Sean Bradley, barring anything unforeseen, will be a will be a sixth linebacker if they have six and he'll only play on special teams. I don't see him playing any meaningful snaps on defense at all. No, no. In it's fact, I mean, I what you can say now is Singleton will be on the 53. Um, Eric Wilson will be on the 53. Davion Taylor, I, I think he's going to have to be on the 53. They're not going to give yeah, up after sure, one year. Sure. I don't know how much how much better he's going to be, but he's going to be on the 53. That's three right there. If they draft any linebacker in the first three rounds, that guy is going to be on the team. So that's four right there. Uh, I think uh, – so, so this is a good discussion. Does TJ Edwards no longer fit this defense? I'm not sure he does. Although if, if single, well, when you're playing base, I understand base is only going to be like 30%, you know, roughly in that area. Right. Especially when you go to if, if short yardage goal line or a heavy run team, maybe you want Edwards to play more than he normally would. I mean, he, right. th- that's what he's good with. See, ideally, ideally, if Davion Taylor had played a little bit as a rookie, he'd be able to step in by now to that Eric Wilson role. And it would be Davion and it would be Alex Singleton. And you'd probably have TJ there. Um, to be a backup or I, think, you might... I, I would argue the one thing I think Wilson would be here no matter what because of the, he's signed he's signed here because of Gannon because of the scheme uh-huh uh, now that's a good point that's but why he might have been your third period. linebacker he might have been your sub package guy if Davion Taylor and Alex Singleton were your were your there's kinda, she, mm. but it's not even like even on the radar because here's a question with Davion Taylor mm-hmm. we know he can run he would fit nickel or dime 
the upside for him would be, and I still don't, I don't think it happens this season. And again, man, we don't even know if we're going to have an off season or what the off season is going to look like. Right. But can he at least get on the field this season? Like I know he played just a smattering of snaps, mm-hmm. but can he get in occasionally a nickel to give Wilson a breather? Right. Can't, can the coaches, this new staff feel confident? I don't know how they feel about him. Um, you know, they're inheriting this player so that they don't, you know, I'm sure they scouted him last year for the draft, which mm-hmm. they could refer to that to their scouting reports. But you've got this Nick Rollis, this 26 year old linebacker coach. He, now he's responsible for developing them. This is the first time he's run a room. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a big chore for that coach, and you've got some players who need to be developed. Yeah, you know Taylor's a kid who could absolutely get totally lost by the pandemic, unfortunately, because. Yep, As it fair. looks like right now, the players are pushing for virtual OTAs, um, you know, don't want to the do, veterans. Yeah. 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 And you know, that that's really tough on guys in year one and year two to not be on the field as much Is is it the case that they're not on the field at all, that they want everything to be virtual? Well, the veteran, the, the NFLPA doesn't believe that the veterans don't need to be there. Correct. And I don't think it's a, to be honest with you, I don't disagree with this. It's been out there for a couple of years now. They don't think they need to go to, to uh, especially older players don't think they need to go. But mm-hmm. my only issue is when you're trying to learn a new scheme, I feel bad for the new coaches because they're not getting these guys on the field. Definitely. Just, uh, and you Definitely. meant you make such, you make a good point about um, Taylor, Davion Taylor, third rounder who was overdrafted. Mm-hmm. needs any meaningful time you can get on the field in OTAs. And, and it, even if it's in June, even if it's just the mandatory camp, right? That mm-hmm. they have. Great. Mm-hmm. You, you get three to five days worth of, of practice time, just getting on the field. You bank that, you go watch the practice tape and you get into training camp in late July, although they get a week ahead because they're new staff, but nevertheless, right. Um, a- anything he could get on the field would help. Definitely. I agree with you. Hopefully that they'll, they'll be able to, to work it out because the guy needs a lot of, uh, of training. All right. Uh, oh, speaking of what we can't, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that. Um, that did we mention last podcast? Oh, yeah, we did already. That Ken Flajoli and um, Flajoli, yeah, he's and, uh, uh, and Jim Schwartz have, have resurfaced with different. Yeah, guys. so Schwartz talking to Titan Source. It, this was he knew he had he knew guys on the on the Titan staff. You know, he lives in Nashville. Right. Yeah, we, we, um, I just think, look, Jim is. I understand this is not the scheme that they run a they run a thirty four. Mm-hmm. It's not the scheme that he learned that he's he's taught and, and he learned under the wide night he learned from Jim Washburn when they were with the Titans together. It's funny kind of that he's back, but running a different scheme, but he'll be a good resource for Shane Bowen, the, uh, their, their first year D coordinator who was with Vrabel and with the Texans. And he was sort of the de facto coordinator, but now they'll get Jim as a resource. That's a smart move. And right. Flagel won it out. That's why he left. Uh, he didn't want to wait around. Once Doug was fired, Doug mm-hmm. Peterson was fired. He didn't want to wait around. And um, there were, it was, no one was sure. I was just talking to people uh, with the Eagles about him uh, back when this happened. They weren't sure if he's going to retire or not. He just, you know, he, out. yeah, he wanted out. Okay. Yeah. Um, and now they've got a guy that's think about this. The new, the new linebackers coach is more than half his age. Yeah. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of scary. Yeah. I mean, you've yeah, I mean, gone from one extreme to another. Flagel must be around 60. Yeah. Flagel may have his, his, flaws that we've detailed as far as his his love for playing Nate Gary but you're you're walking into the terrain here with a 26 year old linebacker coach where you have you have no I, I can at least say that Ken Flagell has been uh has been a, an experienced coach in the league for you know decades and has held every single defensive yeah. post uh, with Nick Rallis you just gotta cross your fingers and hope that he winds up being a really good 
teacher at that position. It's so. on Gannon. It's on Gannon. It's on the D coordinator. He brought yeah. him in. It was his idea to, to teach, help teach the Viking system. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I know I'm not saying this is the case, but I could give you examples of, I know, I know offensive D defensive coordinators who've brought in younger coaches that they want to develop. And what happens is they wind up overseeing that position with that guy. Right. That may happen here. I don't know. Remember, they're not, they're not a lot of assistant position coaches on the staff, which is what we had heard would be the case. Mm-hmm. There aren't very many. Correct. So maybe Gannon helps out. Uh, I know he's coached D-backs, but he knows his defense. He knows what, what's got to happen. We'll see. It's mm-hmm. some, look, it's a, you know what? It's a training camp storyline. This Nick Rollis guy. This, this is a, no can he it. develop these linebackers? How, can they be better than they have been? And we know how bad it's been for the linebacker group over the years. Yes, sir. All right, so altogether, that's what, four guys that have uh, experience with Jonathan Gannon when you count Wilson, Anthony Harris, um, uh, the well, actually, cornerback that they have, Craig James, right? Yeah, it, well, the, it's really the, the Zimmer system. Uh, that's Wilson, what I mean. Um, yeah, yes, the Zimmer system, right. Harris, right. Marcus Epps, who was claimed off waivers, and Craig James, who was claimed off waivers. Which, which one of these guys never actually played under Gannon? It's a good question. Harris did. I think yep. Wilson did, right? Couple- yep, yep. Epps was with the Vikings, I want to say, three years ago. So he may have – I forget how long Gannon was with with Indianapolis for, a couple of years. So, uh, okay. But, yeah, but in that scheme, no doubt about it. I think 18, 19, 20 for Gannon uh, in Indy. But, but Mm -hmm. nevertheless, it's all about the scheme and two guys he's familiar with. For sure, Wilson and Harris are going to have significant roles. Right. Absent Jamie, Craig James had a really good training camp. He, the way I understand it, he wasn't just thought of as a special teams guy when he made it. Uh, they thought he could be a fourth corner and he started yep. to get some playing time and then he got hurt, I think. Yeah. Epps or J- James? James, James? James got hurt. He got yeah. hurt like twice during the season. Yeah. Everybody oh, got go. hurt twice during the season. Everybody got hurt at least twice. Oh, it's unbelievable. Yep. All right, let's 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 transition over to um, the, the quarterbacks. First, I want to tell everybody to check out our friends at phlsportsnation.com, enhancing the fans' experience with their coverage of all of the Philly Pro Sports teams. They are for the fan, by the fan. That's their motto. They do a great job. They've got podcasts as well. Check them out, phlsportsnation.com. See them on Twitter, at phlsportsnation. And we'll pause one moment for a, for a word from our great sponsors, including our friends at Sky Motor Cars. Sky Motor Cars in Westchester is a different sort of dealership. All it takes is one look at their Highline pre-owned vehicles that people over the country want and need. Owner Brett Schilder, make sure you don't spend a dime of your money before you purchase the car. Sky Motor Cars allows you to make all the decisions regarding your next vehicle. At Sky Motor Cars, you never have to spend more than necessary. Visit SkyMotorCars.com today or call 610-918-7225. Hey, it's Jeff Mosher. Adam Kaplan and I love using Anchor for our Inside the Birds podcast every week. It's so user-friendly, anyone can create their own podcast, and you should too. Just download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor gives you everything you need to start your own podcast from your phone or computer. Its creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast for a professional sound and Anchor will distribute your podcast for you to Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and so many other platforms. It can be heard by everyone, just like Inside the Birds. You can also make money from your pod with no minimum listenership. What are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to create your podcast today. 
All right. If you stop in and see the guys at Sky Motor Cars, make sure you tell them that Adam and Jeff sent you. You'll get a great deal. All right. We uh, want to talk about quarterbacks and not first round quarterbacks because uh, it doesn't seem like the Eagles are in that business. But (laughs) the importance of drafting developmental quarterbacks in the later rounds. This should not be a controversial uh, subject, Adam. Teams do this all the time. The Eagles used to do it all the time. Um, And and it would benefit them. Right. Uh, Especially under Andy Reid. Get a quarterback. Uh, winds up being good enough to make the team. Then maybe a year or two or three later, he's your backup quarterback, very cost-controlled, right? Has to get in, plays well. You can trade him, you or at very least you keep him, and you have a good backup quarterback. So, um, I, you know, I think that's why we have to talk about the importance of it. It's not a wasted pick. It's not a bad idea um, to always draft developmental quarterbacks on day two or well, day three, really. Yeah, I, I made the mistake uh, in 2012 saying, why did the not why did Washington draft? Kirk Cousins, well, he spent a first-round pick. Robert Griffin third. Little did I know how smart that move was. Yeah, how about I it? Learned a, I learned a valuable lesson. It's like pitching in baseball. You can't have enough pitchers. You can't have enough developmental quarterbacks. Right. It was the Ron Wolf rule. He, he, he always would say, oh, we should draft a quarterback every year. It was kind of more like every other year, but nevertheless. Yeah. yeah. List of Mark Brunel, Matt Hasselbeck. List goes on and on and on. So I, I, I like the idea. Absolutely. Um Look, it didn't it didn't work with Clayton Clayton Thorson, a fifth rounder. Okay, doesn't mean you stop because you missed on that. That's right. not the way it works, folks. Right. Keep on doing it. You yeah. just get it right. That's all. It did work with AJ yeah. Feely. It did work with Nick Foles. I mean, yeah. these guys, you know, started their careers off, made the team, became backups, and then, you know, varying degrees of success. And, and you know what's interesting about Nick Foles? Remember that was the Russell Wilson draft. That you know the the way I understand it, talking to two people in the room that year, they were so mad and upset they didn't get Russell Wilson. And he had personnel control then. So the mm-hmm. day he the day he was fired, so we're taking the quarterback. And Nick Foles did not have a third round grade. I don't remember. He might have had a fifth. I don't remember. This is going back. My goodness gracious, nearly ten years. <laughs> but I just know that a couple of people said that they were kind of surprised. They're like, "Well, Andy really wants us to take quarterback, but Nick Foles is not the guy they had in mind." I don't remember what their draft board looked like, but well, funny um, how things happen, right? <laughs> yeah, and and you know, Nick. Here's the funny thing: Nick had an awful senior ball week. Awful. I, that I was surprise like, me. he's so streaky. It, well, yes, but that year they is the way I remember asking because I was curious why in the world they drafted this Nick Foles guy, this tall, goofy looking dude. Uh huh. And he, what happened was they changed his footwork a little bit. I don't remember who coached him that week in 2012, mm-hmm. but because I was there looking and I'm like, man, he don't look good at all. And this happens a lot. They they mess with your footwork sometimes. And he wasn't comfortable. And I remember asking Andy what what his thoughts were. I was like, man, coach, did it, where were you on this guy? He's like, oh, this guy's way more athletic than he's been given credit for. Don't forget he was a basketball player. I'm like, all right. Fine. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. And listen, he always had an NFL arm. The arm was never a yeah. question. Yeah. It was a yeah. great arm. Right? It was a nice ball. Very catchable. Does. And he, he took abuse behind that Arizona offensive line his last That's year. Right. I mean, he right. Chip Kelly used to talk about the time he was facing him and Nick was throwing passes sideways because he was he was like uh you know Mahomes in the Super Bowl basically throw throwing the ball up while he's being half sacked all the time. So um yeah, I mean it it works out. So it's a, it's a good philosophy. Remember what the Eagles have told you. Right? They no longer want to be the team after having to do that a couple of years back where you're paying your backup Chase Daniel 7 million, Nick Foles was 11 million. They it's too much money for them to pay a backup quarterback. But they have also said that's an important position. So you want to draft and develop, you know, now, how much the, I believe you know, that's, that's why you do it mid to late round, not second round, 
but that was their philosophy on that. But, but the philosophy I believe is true about having as many, uh, as you said, almost like having as many pitchers as you can have in baseball. Take a guess how much they're paying combined Jalen Hurts and, and Joe Flacco in cash this season. In cash? Oh, yeah. it's probably less than $3 million, right? No, not that cheap. Close, though. Four? About 4.4 4 million between Okay. Four. What's what's Joe getting in cash this year? Uh, 3.5 3. in oh, cash. Oh, that's right, right. I'm thinking of, okay. And Jalen yeah. Hurts is under a million. It's like nine, nine. It's like nine and change. It's 900,000 and change. It's just, just that that is true. As much as I bristled when they, when they, when you and I were told the reasons why they drafted Hurts, because mm-hmm. my thing was, I was brought up in this business that you only draft starters. Like you don't draft someone in the second round. They're not a starter. It doesn't work that way. Right. I mean, I, I was like yelled at when I, when I said what I said on our show, I was like, yeah, I said, listen, this is, this makes no sense. Well, mm-hmm. Why would this team draft a guy in the second round when their starter just signed a, a, a extension nine months ago? It makes zero sense. Yes. And it was based on partially what you said. They, they didn't want to invest um you know that kind of money and you know in the end look the bottom line is when you look at the money okay they're not investing a lot of money in quarterback right. but it, but the but you gotta have quarterbacks yes. number one they only have two on the roster they two correct they don't need to sign another veteran why would you do that no no that would be a waste no you gotta sign it you gotta draft a guy and you know hope he makes a team run your scout team for yep. a little bit uh yep. maybe he's got athleticism so he can help you with those athletic quarterbacks on the scout team so there's a lot of good reasons for it. Um, let's talk about some prospects before we get out of here. Um, Kellen Mond and Kyle Trask seem to, their names come up a lot. Trask? I don't know. I, I kind of get a weird vibe on. He might go as early as late round two, but maybe more likely round three. Three, four, yeah. The, 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 the I've talked to, gosh, I don't even know how many of quarterback coaches and coordinators and guys from the offensive side of the ball graded his college tape. Mm-hmm. He could go, as you said, late second round. I mean, any it's a quarterback position. Guys get overdrafted all the time. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to go in the third. Uh, he's not as good as I thought he was because just watching him in on on te- television tape last year when I would tape Florida games looked pretty good to me. But it wasn't it wasn't coaching tape. And boy, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like high speed internet when you're on dial up. Dial up to me was TV tape. All twenty two <laughs> is is high speed internet, man. It's yes, just, it is. It, it, it's so different. I cannot tell you, but um, he just doesn't have a great arm. It's above average, not great. You know, he has good size, but not a very good athlete. Doesn't move very well. You know, today's coaches, man, they want guys who can move. Mm-hmm. So now, I'm, you would think I'm that, very interested. I'm sorry. I'd say you would think they have, the Eagles have as much information on Kyle Trask as anyone Obviously. because their, their quarterbacks yeah. coach was his yep. offensive coordinator all last year. Wouldn't be interesting. And okay. So that's, that was my other point I was going to bring up. So let's say Trask becomes their guy. They draft him, let's say, the fourth round. Okay. You know, you've got Flacco here. Obviously, he's going to be a third-string quarterback. You do wonder, okay, because obviously Johnson has a relationship with Hertz, goes back for for over a decade. Mm -hmm. Isn't that interesting? Can you imagine if they draft Trask, who he coached, and Hertz, who he's known as a kid? Yeah. And then everybody can say, oh, how can you hurt Jalen hurts his feelings by drafting the guy that just coached uh, was just coached by his same. I brought it up. Wouldn't be crazy. Coach, right. I'm yeah. sure that that'll be a fun, that would be a fun storyline. Yep. Uh, I, I, you know, we'll see. Uh, Trask, there's Kellen Mond from Texas. Oh, that's my guy. That, that is, that is, I like him every too. year. I pick a, like a mid round guy. He's another, he should go third or fourth round now. Could he go higher? Mm-hmm. Only takes one team. 
So let's mm-hmm. just talk in generalities here because this is what we have. He's got a lot of ability. He's got a good arm. Uh, he does have the issue where he holds the, the, the carriage point is way too high. I remember asking Mike McCarthy, the Van Packers head coach, when, did, when was Tebow drafted? 09, 10, whenever, whenever it was. Yeah, I forget what year. I said to him at the, the combine when we, we had the media briefing, I said, hey, what would you do if you got Tebow? He said, listen, I've never had anyone other than Aaron Rodgers. When I started, when I coached Aaron in 06, I did one thing. Aaron held it up here. I lowered it to here. Mm-hmm. Because you can't, you're going to get knocked out of your hand. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. It was it was here and he he moved it, Okay. So he said the carriage point was poor. He had to change it. Um, the Eagles did this with um, with Wentz, his sec- going into the second year, right? Where the um, the process they wanted to shorten up the process, so they moved it from here to here. Mm-hmm. And you know, Wentz was not real. Ha- he didn't really want to do it because he'd done Shocker. it. But you know what? If you've done something your whole life and you change it, that's radical. Like that's. I guess. Yeah. It's something to get used to. And then he, he, he gave in and obviously he was incredible. Yeah. Uh, then, um, until his injury, but, um, I'll be, you know, it's funny. I'll be interested speaking once I'll be very interested. I hope to get to the camp, see what they do with his mechanics. Cause they were so bad last season. Mm-hmm. Very interested to see what, um, Frank Reich and Scott Malinovich do right. with his mechanics. Can they get him back? Sure. Sure. All right, so Kellen Mond's a guy you and I like. Um, like he's kind of considered that third, fourth round type. I wonder if if some of these guys we are talking about will go higher because teams kind of copycat the Eagles and say, oh, if I want – now that other teams are doing this, drafting, you know, third, fourth round guys in the second round, we should do the same. And oh, the NFL's oh, a copycat league. Know, and this Just, one just on fear, not because the Eagles did it, but just like the fear that, oh, I want Kellen Mond in the third round. Oh, well, you know what? I got to worry about teams doing sure. what the Eagles did now, you know? Sure, sure. I'm just I, – I, we'll, 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 you know, maybe we'll find out for the draft who, who they like at, at those mid-round guys. But Mond is just a guy that – and I understand his carriage point. You know, it's got to be moved. I get it. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm kind of showing you where he holds the ball. Yeah, that's okay. But, that's why he's developmental. You know? Right, exactly. Yeah. Right. These are the guys you draft in the middle rounds. You know he's not going to dress for any games unless somebody mm-hmm. gets hurt. Right. And then, again, hopefully we have an offseason, for goodness sake. We yeah. shall see about that. Uh, yeah. Another another guy, Davis Mills from Stanford. Yeah. Who, was it Greg Cosell who told us that um, he was once the uh, like the top-rated quarterback coming out of the Atlanta area? Yeah, um, he was. Yeah, he is. Uh, I know some guys who went out to um, his pro day. He is a drop back, right. tall quarterback, six, three and a half. He's got a lot of tools. Mon is the same way. Mid-round draft picks are, they're seen a certain way. They're, they're, they're flaws there. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's why they're not a first or second round picks. Right. But this is a guy that is a drop back passer. He's not an athlete, but he could get out of his own way. He's a, he's a guy that you, you know, t- teams are intrigued with but again as you said wherever he goes no one's expected to put him on the field in day one he probably won't dress this season unless somebody gets hurt mm-hmm. these are the type of guys you should be targeting if you're the eagles because you can't have enough quarterbacks flack is probably only going to be here one year you know their, their whole goal had been with hurts had the one stuff not going sideways is develop hurts not only is his backup but if he could, because we know Wentz's injury history, if he could have got, they felt like he could, I'm using a number here. Who knows how many numbers, how many games mm-hmm. he once would have missed. Mm-hmm. But you figure Wentz, based on his injury history, eventually is going to get hurt. Though, um, he stayed pretty healthy uh, uh, 
two seasons ago, as we know, until he got cheap shotted by Clowney. Uh, you know, maybe four or five starts over three years. That's just to get good tape going. Well, okay, let's move this forward here. Hertz is now as a starter, barring something on for steam, a trade, obviously for a veteran quarterback. Mm-hmm. And then this guy that they draft could be in year two, the backup, if they do that. Sure. I will. I think that makes philosophical sense to me. Uh, Ian Book, another guy in Notre Dame, probably a little bit even more so uh, raw than some of the guys we talked about. Needs a lot of work. Yep. But get him into camp. Got the right people. And another late rounder, guys like. Um, very athletic. Yep. Rounds five through seven. Mm-hmm. Not real big, just about 6-1. Notre right. Dame program. They're going to they're gonna draft somebody. We just, you know, I didn't, Clayton Thorson, quite frankly, I never heard of him until about a week before the draft. Oh, come on. You never heard of, I, I heard no, no. I'm a Big Ten guy, but. No, no, but I didn't, no, but I had, I didn't see it. I never watched a play. I only, I found out about him a week before the draft. Right. And I was like, okay, this guy's going to go somewhere that he actually dropped farther than I thought he would because he's he got, was, he had he was, a good arm. Yeah, he was a tough kid at Notre, at a Northwestern. I, enjoy, I enjoyed watching him play. And it he came a, back from the yeah. ACL, unfortunately. Yeah, these guys um, never was, have great weapons at Northwestern around them. Yeah. So you, they're always. He looked like a. I'll say this much: his tape mm-hmm. before he tore his ACL, he looked like he had a chance to be a player. And then, yeah, you know, he gets here, it didn't work. His, I don't know. At one point, like he went from. In fact, it was he was a, yeah. We were doing our show then, and we had heard that he got off to a really good start, and then yep. something happened. Yeah. It just didn't didn't pan out for him. Yes, in the end. And then he was a cowboy, <laughs> right? Didn't he go to the Cowboys? Yeah, right and Peterson claimed that they offered him a chance to come to the practice squad here, right? And he said no. I'm going to Dallas. go to Dallas. He's like that Dak guy. <laughs> I could, I guess. So it's kind of funny. All right. Well, yeah. No. The, to, to sum it up, I do think uh, the Eagles will look into the, the the mid to late round quarterback in one of their picks, and uh, as we get closer, maybe we'll get a better an idea of a better idea of who who they might have their eyes on. Uh, and that's going to do it for this episode of Inside the Birds, the leading podcast in Eagles Intel. Big thanks to our producer, Hunter Brody. You can check his uh, workout on YouTube. It's called Sports Talk with Broads. Check him out on Twitter and his new Twitter account, at Broads Media. And as always, we thank you for flying with us inside the birds.